0: Hello, guys and girls, and welcome to episode 77 of the F-Reality podcast. This is a weekly VR, AR, and MR talk show, live-streamed every Saturday on YouTube, Facebook, and on Twitch. You can tune into the show live at 7pm in Europe, 6pm in the UK, and 12 midday in Central US. You can also check out the audio version, which is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and on Anchor. If you like the show, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Leave us a nice review on iTunes. That would really help us out and we'd appreciate it. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback during the show, please put them in the chat. We'll try to answer as many questions as we can. Welcome to all of you that are joining us live. Hello. And it's time for me now to introduce you to the team. This is where I do my best uh, David Attenborough impression. So you ready for this? Uh, Back in his natural habitat, the wild Zimtok, ready to hunt for the tastiest. Virtual reality titles. Upon finding one of these delicious morsels, he performs to his audience, sharing his love for VR. This is brilliant,
1: Mike. Jesus, yeah. Let's an right, right. in a you, you, here. You can die already now. Like, we got a replacement.
0: <laughs> oh, <dude. laughs> Whoa, well, that's got savage. Place. Yeah. Oh, my days. Oh, So, how, how are you doing, Zim? Is it nice to be back home?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think being back, I mean, like, I, I got back Uh, around about a week ago and then like did a couple days of work. And then uh, to quote one of my friends, uh, what happened next? He said, you have the immune system of a wet paper bag. (laughs) And uh, I, I I literally was thinking that at the beginning, because myself and, First, I got sick. My kids got sick, and my wife's got it now. And she's lying on the stair downstairs, like moaning or something, because um, uh, we all got ill uh, for like four days, like fever and stuff. And it was some viral thing. It was just like I, I couldn't believe it, because we we we'd had like two and a half weeks in Canada, just fine, at like minus sixteen degrees and all that. Maybe it just the kills bugs or something. That's what uh, that's what somebody told me. They take mattresses there that are like infested with bed bed mites or something, and they'll just chuck it mm-hmm. outside. You can't do that here in the UK. Uh, well, You I mean, have I'm the not... opposite problem. Yeah, we have the opposite <laughs>
0: problem. Sure. Yeah. yeah,
2: absolutely. And um, I just, I, 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 you know, I'm glad to be back in my roost and finally now able to put a headset on because I might have mentioned this before, but I have, an, I have an issue where I actually have really strong VR legs, but it's all gone uh, the second I get you know, yes. ill. The second I'm a little bit sick, I get nauseous in VR like instantly. And, and it's funny. Uh, it's like some kind of magnifying glass for illness
0: yeah yeah well it's good to have you back although it was great to have obviously epics 911 on the show last week so if you missed that go and check that one out uh, thanks again to him for hosting you uh, whilst you was in uh, canada uh, it was good to have him on um, but yeah glad to hear you're on the mend and now running running this fine podcast sailing it on the murky waters of the internet doing a fine job at that as well uh, but next up let me introduce you to this guy he's living his best life in vr Getting tours around the White House and going on virtual Tinder dates, will you swipe right for Rowdy? Let us know in the chat. It's Rowdy Guy, of
1: course. Well, I mean, I'm wearing almost a suit and tie, so, you know, I'm putting in some effort, right? Looks like you're on a dating program, Rowdy. Like, you know, and contestant number two. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. The the reason why I'm wearing a a suit and tie today is because I'm, uh, I'm heading to a wedding in roughly. 40 minutes from now so uh, I still wanted to make it to the podcast and like uh, I had to dress up before uh, I left so uh, this is how you're gonna have to look at me right now (laughs) I'm not very comfortable in this
0: (laughs) (laughs) so if you enjoy Rowdy then you know make the most of it while he's here because he's not gonna be around for the whole show I don't want to see any screenshots on Twitter. Nobody dares take a screenshot of me right now. <laughs> and then what you need to do is take his green screen background and make the best possible background God. you can. Oh. <laughs> That's the challenge. Yeah, and, then, and, then, go right. and then tweet it to at F reality crew on, on Twitter. We want to see the best ones. Um, so yeah, next up this week, this guy's been going deep, deep underground, scavenging for supplies and exploring the metro of... Russia. is, of course, Nathy. you doing, man. You're right.
3: Yeah, I'm doing great. And uh, you 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 know how I roll,
0: right? I I do everything
3: for science. So if I have to yeah, go, through, you kind of sound out.
1: like you just came out of the metro. Like, uh, yes, uh, I'm doing great. Uh, it's heavily radiated.
3: <laughs> yes, yes, uh, I am still radiated. They they have to treat me later. So. <laughs> Yeah, but I had a, I had a fun time uh, playing uh, Metro uh, Exodus in VR. Also, uh, don't get too excited. It's, it's not official support. I've been messing around with Far Packs again. Uh, you know, you sometimes have to transform another pancake title into some VR, well, goodness for some people. Um, so,
2: yeah. Nice. Fun. Nice i Actually, yes, thought well, you
3: went to Russia. <laughs> no, no, I have never been to Russia, but hey, yeah, uh, I'm always in for a new adventure. Yeah, yeah, well, I have been to Russia in VR now, so there you go. Yeah, that's all matters. <laughs> Did that matter. you like it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's quite cool, but yeah, we're all yeah. well. Not when it's the apocalypse. I mean, I would go to Russia when it's still, you know, um,
1: up when and. it's up. not the apocalypse. It sounds no. like a good idea.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. So that is uh, our Motley crew. If you don't know who I am, my name is Mike uh, from Virtual Reality Oasis. In today's show, we're going to be talking about the announcement from HTC about their new standalone VR headset, the Vive Focus Plus. I'll be giving you the specs on a new entry-level VR-ready graphics card from NVIDIA. Zim's going to give you all the details on some game releases for next week. And then finally, we'll be talking about the possibility of a new HoloLens coming from Microsoft. So we've got lots of exciting stuff to talk about indeed. And much, much more. But before we dive into those uh, topics, let's find out what everyone's been playing in VR this week. And of course, join us in the chat and let us know what you've been playing as well. And uh, let's kick it over to Zim first to find out what he's been up to and his highlight of the week. I'd love to say that I I had played uh, loads of things. I only played one thing before getting ill.
2: And sadly, that was Angry Birds VR. So I've got Angry Birds VR to talk about, which is like a, a terrible... Usually, I, I like pride myself on having something nice to talk about. It's Angry Birds in VR. <laughs> you know, the, the game kind of is exactly the opposite of what Tetris, you know, in VR is with Tetris Effect, I would say. Because, like, Tetris Effect is like like they made a different game out of this origin concept of what is Tetris. And uh, managed to kind of double down on that in such a way that it's like, that's such a gorgeous piece of artwork. Uh, Angry Birds in VR is, uh, you know... It's a 3D rotate, not even rotatable. That's the thing. I, I wish you were able to like smoothly rotate around the constructs of these blocks. And it feels like kind of playing with child's toys and except you've got these squishy little f- birds that you're chucking at the thing. And I, I did find it to be a little bit of a cerebral activity. You know, I did like the challenge of like, where's the explosive barrel that's going to, de- but I like the, the complex physics to be able to get these things to, to crash down is a little bit more challenging, I'd say, than like on mobile, right? Because on mobile, obviously, you're not looking at a 3D image. You're looking at, um, you know, a scene that, that that's pretty easy to work out, what block's are going to take down what. But in VR, some of those levels are kind of challenging um, or at least mm. what might get you specifically stuck, whereas then someone else sits down and gives it a go and they get it in one shot and you're like, hey. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's actually better than I thought it was going to be, but um, just wanted to kind of tick that one off and just say I'd done it, so. That was that was really yeah. played this week, but yeah, not very exciting. I am super excited to be back with my bloody wheel, with my sub pack, all that stuff. Because like, haven't been stuck with a go for the best part of a month now. Is like, I know what I'm I'm gonna put it all on. I'm putting my sub pack on, butt kicker wheel, hot, you know, hot ass all together, and I'm gonna launch into delete dangerous for a week. That's that's my plan now. That's what I'm doing next. Your hot ass.
0: My hot ass. Mm-hmm. Yes, rowdy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I totally agree about what you're saying with Angry Birds. It feels like it would be a, a better fit on on the go.
2: Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, I would have to agree because it's a little bit, especially when you're flashing to a camera position and you're mm. kind of stuck. And they only sometimes they only give you two positions. Sometimes it's like six. I, I don't really understand why it changes so much. The levels aren't that exciting, but then there's other games like that um, Smash VR. I think it's what it's called, the one with the glass balls. Yes, yeah. uh, that is a great uh, VR title on Go if you yeah, haven't yeah. tried
3: it. Um, also on Gear VR, yeah, you know, so, so every so mobile, mobile headset, VR, is running. yeah,
2: exactly. It, it, it's a really strong performer. Um, and actually, there's a bit of intensity there that you might think, ah, mobile is not going to be this intense. That gets bloody intense pretty fast. <laughs> like, the way yeah. you go in the levels? So, all in all, um, it's funny when when you when you kind of compare those flavors between what you like on desktop VR and what you like on mobile because they're very different for me. Very, very different. Um, mm. I'm mostly a media consumer on the go, but
0: it will be interesting uh, to hear about your adventures in elite dangerous some more next week. Uh, if you do end up jumping into it,
2: it's been almost, I, I was just thinking about it. It's been almost, uh, this July, it'll be five years since I first jumped in and, you know, had this, uh, one video where I literally, I was crying and I kind of kicked off and, um, <laughs> it it was just so beautiful the first time i got into it, i was just so overwhelmed i couldn't believe it and that was in the dk too but like how far have they gotten how deeper and richer are the campaigns and the weapon systems and i mean i spent a good solid year year and a half playing elite but i basically backed off of it for about three plus years now so I'd be very interested to report back once i've
0: yeah looking it. forward to that for sure so what about you then rowdy tell us about your uh, adventures in the metaverse
1: yeah, like you said, I've I've been to the White House. I've also been to Texas with the good old Dick Wild. Uh, I jumped into that game for a uh, for uh, for a while with a, with a bunny of mine, and uh, it's actually surprisingly fun. Although it is a lot like the original Dick Wild, still I think you know it's mm-hmm. just like a shoot 'em up and shoot everything that moves uh, kind of title. But the the humor in it pretty. is is, is pretty well done like i really enjoyed like the voiceovers he does like this like it's really weird the first time i heard it but he does like a kind of like a mario kind of thing like once in a while like it's me i think go out stealing my
3: voice lines up? what
1: <laughs> yeah it just okay. cracked me up the first time he did that so that was uh, it was pretty fun uh, it's fun since it has co-op i think that's uh, that's uh, a nice addition to i actually don't know if the original one had co-op i don't think so mm-hmm. i never played with uh, with someone um the the characters are well very well done it's hilarious to be playing it it's um it's a funny title i wouldn't say it's a fun title since it's a lot of the same i think uh but it is a very funny title i had a good time just messing around with it and they have a whole lot of levels like i was surprised how many levels they have they have different worlds where you can go to so there's a lot of content that is there i'm just worried if it's like you know enough variation in between mm. kind of things they i mean i did encounter already a lot of different kind of creatures mm. um but i just need to shoot all of them so are the, I don't know. how about
2: the <laughs> weapons because like in the first one i found myself using <coughs> sorry just one weapon like i didn't prefer like i tried them all and i was like i only preferred one i'm usually a person who uses all
1: but how are the weapons it's like an unlock system that they use like uh, the more you need to unlock keys and with keys you can unlock different worlds and different levels but you can also do like like a shotgun run which you get like a special weapon and you can unlock that weapon weapons have like special abilities so there is a lot of variation in the weapons they have laser weapons they have shotguns assault rifles uzis pistols so there's a lot of different kind of styles Mm. but there's no reloading it's it's just like you keep on shooting at least Mm -hmm. the weapons that I had so far didn't have to reload so maybe in the I didn't get that far
2: ahead any cooldown like um, do you like fire three shots and then it has to auto reload or do you just mean no it's just continuous shooting
1: just continuous shooting except for like uh, the rate of fire can like depend Mm -hmm. on the the weapon like for example an Uzi you can just go like and it will keep on going while a shotgun it's a little bit harder but you have a wider range of uh I didn't find the, uh, the shotguns that useful, but maybe in later levels, when you get like bigger bosses or something, then uh, you, you can put them to some good use. But yeah, fun uh, title.
3: Um, I think I think this is one of those games where it's not necessarily the best title out there, but it's just fun to play it with someone else and just have a talk while you're playing yeah. it. It's like Mike and I played Anthem. I wasn't a big fan of the game, but I did enjoy playing it together with Mike. Even that I wasn't a big fan of the, so that that yeah. sometimes can work too, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. 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 But For me as well. Like I think it was a it was a fun experience. Uh, but it's not the kind of game that I want to see. Like from the beginning to the end, what is going to happen? You know, like I know what's going to happen. There's going to be more and more of these kind of fish that come at me and need to shoot them all. That's that's what the game is, and that's perfectly fine as well because that's what Dick Wild is all about. That was how the original game was, and. That's how this game is as well it makes yeah. it makes perfect sense
0: it's interesting because i watched a little clip of your video and um Obviously, with uh, playing on PC VR, you have two guns, so one in each hand. Yeah. And I quickly played a little bit of the PSVR version with the aim controller because I'm really interested in playing that game using that setup. And uh, obviously, you're limited just to a single gun then. Uh, the way they've modeled it is really well. It feels very one-to-one with the aim controllers like ergonomics. Sure. Uh, but its I wonder if they scale the difficulty back because you're limited to they one gun. To.
1: They're, yeah. they're going to have to because sometimes there's like two creatures that come at you at the same time. Uh, in in the PC version so I don't think that you'll be able to shoot especially if you're holding a shotgun or something because you you just won't be able to to pull the trigger or you can pull the trigger but it won't fire. That's really interesting
2: though like if you think about that because then you have you go on between two guns to one gun and back and forth and if you think about you know if you were to map out like the difficulty of a particular level there's going to be inconsistencies between, you know, one yep. weapon or, or two. It's kind of like if you threw someone down two different Beat Saber tracks and said, all right, you're going to one hand, you know, this song. That guy's going to, yeah. you know, two hand that one. And then you're trying to compare them almost. So yeah. like one's going to be easier than the other inherently yeah, yeah. exactly
0: yeah. but the way you, you described it was spot on though rowdy you know it feels very arcadey um but i kind of got the uh, it, when i played the little short segment i did using the psvr and the aim controller it felt like i was in like a an arcade at a bowling alley you know playing those really fun yeah. arcade games that's exactly what it felt like and i'm i'm looking forward to playing it and like uh nathie said you know just chilling out and just having a conversation while we kind of just blast some fish out of the water you know yeah.
1: They are they are saying in the chat as well that it is significantly harder on PC. Uh, this IM Roots played it both mm-hmm. from back to back, and he said that it did scale it back on uh, on PlayStation
0: VR. Interesting. Thank yeah. you for letting us know. By the way, we really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so cool. Uh, what about uh, you then, Nathie? What did you play uh, this week? Yeah. So first of all, in the
3: chat, they have been playing a lot of games too. We have Gamertag VR, uh, who played Robo Recall for the first time. He just uh, bought a Oculus Rift, so he's exploring the mysteries of you know pcvr um then we have laz marwick he played doyagi do you guys know what that is have you ever heard of doyagi what do you think what kind of game that is mike that's
2: a great question
3: just just one guess what could it possibly be it is a simulator is it a bread making simulator (laughs) well close close it's a korean pottery uh simulator nice and um yeah um it's it's that, quite relaxing to play, I guess, uh, in the in the weekend.
0: Do you get yes, like a ghost that hugs you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh,
3: nah, I don't, I don't think so. Okay. Sure. Was oh.
1: that movie called with like the the woman and the man that are making ghost. that pot together? Ghosts. <laughs> that, that's what my, <laughs> that my joke was about. Ghosts. You
2: like. <laughs> well, made he like, made your cool joke even worse, but yeah. Great. Patrick Swayze is the gentleman who features, and Whoopi yeah, Goldberg, exactly. isn't it? I think.
3: I don't know. No. We're we're no, not no, a movie. Uh, like, we're not we're not a she's movie in that. podcast. So let um, in the chat. <laughs> she is in that. Oh, she is. Yeah, okay. She okay. is. Okay. Um, I thought we were a, a VR <laughs> podcast or something, but uh, never mind. Um, uh, we have a few more. We have uh, Watauku played uh, Metro Exodus with Farpax, Anthem, mm-hmm. Morgarn, and Ace Combat Seven. Uh, and someone says VR fur is much better than well Angry Birds VR. So Zim. I'm, wanna... I'm waiting.
2: It's on my list
3: to play. Okay. It's going to have
2: to wait for Elite, but uh, vr for balls is something that um, I've been planning to play since I, before I went away, actually.
3: Okay. And then we have two more. Jonathan says, I haven't played any games. I'm still waiting for the quest. Whoa.
0: Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Not that long now. A couple more months. And then last but not least, we have
3: Eric saying that he played a good bit of sorts of Gargu. Gargantuous, Gargantua. yeah, and a bunch of location-based stuff. So yeah, that's that's what people have been playing. Uh, well, what I played is quite uh, interesting too. I uh, jumped into a dementia simulator that I saw on Oculus Home a while back. I, I wanted to play it um, on the channel and, and show it off because I thought it was something different um, that you know you don't see a lot. Uh, honestly, healthcare projects on Oculus Home are rare you don't see them a lot it's maybe also not the platform to you know release it on but in this case the developers decided to you know drop it there and it's free everyone can check it out and it might be a bit you know arcadey the way it plays but it's more about the message it's trying to tell you it's trying to uh, um, let you feel and let let you experience what it's like to have dementia and how to you know how people see that from from their eyes so it, it's a powerful, uh, powerful title um, that you uh, you could check out if you want. It's it's like uh, maybe five to ten minutes. It doesn't take that long, and then you're like, oh yeah, now I feel like I understand these people a bit better than before.
0: Mm. I think this this would be really useful for for families that have like a family member that is suffering with dementia, so they can really like understand different. firsthand what it's like to live a you know a day exactly. in their shoes yeah um, that's what it's really made for it's a made for for.
1: with um well not maybe specifically with dementia but with like um i know for example my grandfather had like a a, a brain infarct so what happened was that he he lost a large part of his vision so he only had tunnel vision so what they would use they would use these kind of glasses to make you see what he would see and how how difficult it is to function like that. So they use these kind of like technologies in in healthcare quite regularly to try and make people understand. They have they have that as well with the, with autism that they put mm-hmm. like a, a a voice in your in your head so to speak to give you one of those like positive symptoms since uh, that can be something that uh, that that you can have. They have mm-hmm. uh, like a, a wide range of these kinds of things that they actually use to make people better understand what it is to live with an illness like this. So.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think it's a fascinating use of VR. Uh, yeah. And definitely, I think we're gonna see more of this in, in the future without doubt. Yeah, uh, and and it's, you know, I, I always feel like
3: these kind of projects, they they don't seem to pop up that well on on, on Oculus Home or Steam, because it's maybe not the place to, to uh, publish it. And that's why this one just, you know, had such a silent launch. No one was talking about it, barely any reviews barely any downloads. And then again, I'm like, you know, Oculus, you have a Twitter, you have a Facebook, use it for this stuff because then you can show people like, listen, we're not only about games, you know, they want to move away from games. I'm I'm sure they also want people to experience other stuff. So, you know, use this one, give these developers a spotlight. People can try it, you know, it's it's even free. So Mm. why not? So I, I do feel like this could have gotten more attention and
0: that's why I played it on my channel in the first place um yeah. and especially when you see um like i know the beat saber team really went out of their way uh this week and, and did some project work with uh, Subpack sub pack and oculus as well and they 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 brought beat saber to a group of deaf people in the uk yeah. um so they could feel the vibrations of the game whilst they were playing yes. and it's these kind of projects that are very fascinating and really have a huge impact on these users lives uh, and empowers them to 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 really get into this new sort of gaming medium that they've maybe never experienced before. Yeah, and I true. think like you say it's an underrated sort of um, you know way to really promote the amazing uses for VR and yes. how it can really impact people's right. lives. I mean I mean the moment a developer is brave enough to publish
3: it on a platform they know it's not really their you know audience Mm -hmm. you should welcome that with open arms because Mm -hmm. then the next developer is like hey maybe we should also let people uh, try our project because it, it does give us some exposure because you know a dementia simulator like that it's very hard to get funding for for something like that and it's i'm not sure if you know but developing a little serious game is expensive it's not cheap at all so you know being able to pull this up with a with a couple of sponsors and then also release it on oculus home that's impressive so uh, hopefully um, i will see this pop up uh, on my timeline uh, when uh, you know when i see an oculus post
2: the yeah. experimentation that you're talking about there mike as well um is this is kind of surprising i mean i, I graduated as an electrical electronic engineer and one of the things i learned in that degree right toward the very end which was super interesting uh, did a course on, on medical electronics and um, the actual use of technology. And you might know more recently now, some years on since I got out of university. It's been a while now. Um, you know if this is still the case, but the use of uh, new nascent technology in uh, medical uh, is is actually one of the slowest adoptions uh, areas for. For that, and, and that shocked me. I was like, surely that's one of the first places you go when you have a new technology. You're going to go say, oh, I can give you a new leg or, you know, I can help augment your vision. Because surely there's somebody there every single day dealing with that, some trauma that, that is looking, clawing for a solution. And, and I think that when you talk about people just kind of throwing various elements into the pot and seeing, is this going to work? You know, as you mentioned, the subpack piece, I thought it was really cool to see that. Um but there we've seen that along the way, all these little drips and drabs of people throwing technology together to try to help. Um uh, but I, I I do think that it's still a truth out there that uh you know, unfortunately, these technologies are it's almost sluggish. Mm. And they were literally begging mm. us at the time to uh
1: there's a good reason for that, that as well. Together. Because uh we, we have things like FDA approval and yeah, uh, all these kind of things that are very important exactly. as well. And that, that is something that will slow down a process like that because, for, I mean, I, I'm a lot with like drug approval. So with drug approvals, you have so many trials, so many years that go over there before you even start with a clinical trial. And they have like the development of a drug is... It's, it's, it's I don't know how many million that will cost to get the drug eventually on the market, to even, even get to that phase of that you might potentially bring it to the market. That's an insanely high price. And that's there's no different for that for like technology. I know that I work with deep brain stimulation, transcranial magnetic stimulation. They, they've they received FDA approval a long time ago. But even after that FDA approval, it's still not commonly used to use it just because we don't really know what we're doing and there needs to be so much uh investigation still that needs to be done there's so much research that needs to be done yeah. before it can actually be implemented in certain mm. specific scenarios very specific individuals it's 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 a slow process for a very good reason for us to be safe and for the technology to be safe because there have been things that have happened in the past that were really 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 bad because they didn't go through such a series of processes. So yeah. well put. there's a good
0: point Yeah. Yeah, a very interesting topic of discussion. Yeah, let us know in the chat if you're going to go and check this one out. But yeah, we'd urge you to, especially if you've got a family member or someone you know that suffers with dementia. I think it would be a big eye-opener for you. Um, but to talk about what I played this week, uh, I played a lot of stuff, uh, but mainly I was testing out the Pimax. Uh, you probably see it in the background here. Uh, the Pimax 5K Plus uh, finally arrived. I was a, a Kickstarter backer of this headset, uh, as I've mentioned on the show many times before. Um you know i tested it out a fair bit and if you want a very brief sort of conclusion of my thoughts on this headset uh, i thought the the resolution clarity and wide field of view were really nice and a sort of big step in the in the right direction however these come with a, a trade off of distortion on the edges of your vision when you're playing games, kind of aching it to like a fishbowl effect on the very edges of your your vision. And when you're moving your headset in a virtual world, it can be quite um, off-putting and distracting and also a bit like nauseating as well if you're not used to it. Um, so that was kind of one thing that I, I didn't like about this headset so far. And the second thing was uh, because my IPD is really low, uh, the big lenses of the Pimax actually sit on the bridge of my nose. Um, so it made it kind of uncomfortable to play for long periods of time hmm. um but i'm working you know um to see if there's any ways tweaks mods that i can do to make the overall experience with this headset headset better over time so you know if you've got any suggestions as well let us know in the comments i'd love to know what's the, um, what's the so,
2: material mike that actually sits on the bridge of your nose is it like hard plastic or is it a foam
0: it's the, it's, it's it's the hard plastic of the Ugh. lenses themselves God. Yeah. yeah um yeah so it's, it's a bit unfortunate. <laughs> um, but uh, other than that, you know, I've I've been spending a lot of the week actually uh, reading the uh, the book from Blake J. Harris. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, the History of the Future. We mentioned it on a previous show. Um, probably almost halfway through now. Um, they've got to the point where they've kickstarted. You know, the Rift, the DK1. They're obviously going to sell it to developers and. And now the sort of um, the, the Zenimax issue is starting to sort of boil over with this kind of scrappy startup that is Oculus. And they're starting to realize that they might be in a a bit of trouble here with this huge company um, with, with John Carmack right in the center of it all. So it's getting really, really fascinating. Um, it's, It's, been a great book to read, so I'd highly recommend it. And out of the book, actually, uh, to sort of go on another quick tangent, was that I found that Palmer, uh, Lucky, obviously the founder of Oculus, was a huge fan of Sword Art Online, and I'd never really heard of it before, so I looked <laughs> it up, and it's an anime series. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know how. Bit, I- but- This is the bizarre thing. I have no idea how I missed out out, out on this one. Um, So I looked it up and obviously it was on Netflix, started watching it. And and for those that don't know about Sword Art Online, it's an anime that basically uh, is revolving around VR that 10,000 users play this brand new game called Sword Art Online. They all log in to play it on the first day and then find themselves trapped in the game. They can't log out of it. Uh, And then they have to battle their way through these hundred levels because it's like an MMO uh, to maybe try and escape, but that's all I know so far. So uh, hmm. maybe go and check that out if you're interested. Yep. Uh, so that's what I've been up to this week, pretty much. Well, packed week for you, mate. Right. Yeah, busy. Um, so let's get into some quick news then, and um, and first up, let's uh, let's start with this Rift Repair Kit because I think. If you're a user out there, you know you're going to find this really use useful. If you know you're having problems with your Rift audio in particular, uh, I had this happen to my Rift, um, where basically the the audio on the left or right earphone just stops working, and it's it's a common fault, uh, well known uh, amongst the Rift community. Uh, and basically what what happens is that the uh, the ribbon cables, the very delicate ribbon cables in the rigid strap of the Rift, uh, sort of break down over time due to the sort of stretching of the headband, and that causes this loose connection with the audio. And um, you know, it, it generally happens when a headset's really old. So you know, over a year or you know, really well used headset, you know, you won't have this as a new headset owner. Uh, but oculus founder obviously palmer lucky you know he's come to the rescue for all those people that are having this issue and uh, basically he's made a a repair kit for it so even though he's completely left oculus now uh, he still obviously supports the baby that he brought to market which is uh, really admirable Uh, and all you need to do to qualify for this kit is to show that you've contacted oculus support and that they won't help you because your headset's out of warranty provide uh, that to uh, palmer he's got an email address and i've put a link to his website blog in the description below if you want to go to that send those details to the email address with your shipping detail and he will ship you a free kit to repair it which mm. is amazing And it has some um, benefits
2: i think uh, associated with that as well so once you've done the repair i, I can't remember reading that but uh, my favorite piece about his his post was when he said dear oculus support feel free to <laughs> point people in my direction uh, that's
0: lovely Exactly, exactly. And this is what he said about it. He said, uh, you know, the people uh, who have been using their headsets for years on end tend to be the most engaged, the most valuable users who dump tons of money into the content ecosystem. And I feel bad for those people who bought a Rift from me and can't use it properly anymore. So that's why he decided to do this. Uh, You know, he's a moderate heart, which I obviously learned from the book. And now he's giving these kits out for free. Nice. Again, he's the man of the people. (sighs) Yes, you know,
3: and he he, he was the frontman we always wanted for the Oculus brand.
0: He was our Reggie, you know. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, 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 he was. He was. Um, But like you said, there was a there's a consequence of using this kit, actually, if you get hold of one. And that is that you can use third party headphones uh, with the Rift then. It has a 3.5mm headphone jack added, so you can use your own headphones, uh, which uh-huh. is useful. But he's not going to sell these kits just for that purpose. It's just for people that want to repair their headsets. Okay. Uh, okay. So that is uh, Palmer saving the day for people having issues with their Rift. You made me um, nervous now, Mike, because I, since day one, I, um,
2: I, I, I took the headphones off of my, my headset and because the band has been Me stretching too. and all that, and I, I, I'm primarily a Rift user, I mean I've got hundreds of titles I've covered in it. Um, I I just wonder now. It's like if I put those headphones back on, is my is my audio dead?
1: Oh, I I have that problem because I, 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 I took them off, but I already noticed there was an issue with them. Like because uh, my I think I, I forgot which side it was though. Um, yeah, I don't remember that. But I did have a, a problem with my headphones, and I had to like keep on tightening that screw to make mm-hmm. sure that they had enough contact. But uh, yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if they'll still work now. Yeah.
0: I don't. I Maybe don't you should to... contact Palmer. He, he'll, he'll hook you up. Yeah. yeah I, I'll, I'll send him a DM. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> <line>. <laughs> um, so another news this week, we had uh, some really sort of interesting news. And that is that a guy named Jack Wilmot is attempting to spend a whole week in virtual reality. <laughs> this is mental. <laughs> and, uh, I think this is going to be a new world record. If he pulls it off, I think this is going to set a new world record. Uh, and at the time of uh, airing this show, he's already three days into this experiment—like three, oh, four it. days in, in VR. You're still hanging to in me, there. To yeah, me, it's yeah. only
1: valid if he spends an entire week in Gorn or something like that. Like, you no, know, anything else doesn't <laughs> work for me. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So, so to pull this off, he's been using a variety of different headsets. Uh, he's been using the, the HTC Vive, uh, the Oculus Go and the HTC Vive Focus. Uh, the Vive Focus is particularly useful headset in this scenario because it's got pass-through cameras at the front, and it's a six degrees of freedom headset that's fully inside-out tracked, so he can move freely around his home uh, and cook and even shower in VR, which is what he's been doing. <laughs> um, and I don't know if we're showing you some stuff live, but basically he's constructed this rig in his shower so he can shower wearing a VR headset without it getting wet, <laughs> which is
2: seriously. Before we miss sell this, I am not showing a dude showering uh, or <laughs> any, <laughs> any special. Bits. I am showing <laughs> yeah. a dude sitting at a PC. Um, but earlier, we just before starting the show, he was washing dishes with a mixed reality headset on, doing kind yeah. of pass through there. So he's obviously, as Mike is describing. So what is he looking
1: at,
0: at then? Like what? What is the thing that he's looking at? He's, he's currently See? browsing Twitter oh right okay uh but yeah with, with the with the focus he can he can pass through obviously with the other headsets he can he uses them for other uses so wait he's just
1: passing through what the camera sees of his virtual reality headset so it's like an augmented
3: view of his real world yeah i'm not sure that counts in the in the guinness yeah. uh it's it's a smart way to do it I, I would be able to maybe also uh, hang, hang in there for a few days with that. But I heard that, you know, because the view is, of course, a lot smaller, it's still quite yeah. intense. It's going to be very intense. He, yeah,
1: of
0: course. How, how does he switch headsets? He so this up, is good
3: point, point
1: right?
0: Um, well, he has, he's allowed himself 30 seconds to swap a headset. So um, that's his, his caveat. Sure. Uh, but he, he must eat, sleep, and shower wearing a headset at all times. And he's <laughs> um, three days in three yeah. days in he'll end around mm-hmm. sort of wednesday next week uh, but i remember uh, i don't know if any of you if you've been a long-time watcher or listener um Prometheus used to be a fellow that joined us on this fine podcast and he actually once did 24 hours in vr and he had some serious side effects as a result yeah. of that i don't know if you guys remember uh yeah, but he your
1: his face was like swollen
0: yeah <laughs> Yeah. yeah,
1: the black guy. Um, I, I actually, since you mentioned it, I actually tweeted him a couple of days ago to ask if he still had that picture, because I thought it'd be funny to show that picture off. But uh, you said he, he put it somewhere in the group chat. But yeah, the, I,
0: I, I can't find that anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how Jack gets on. And if he if he achieves a world record, then, you know, hats off to the dude. Nice work. Yeah um so yeah keep an eye on him the, the whole thing is broadcast live so if you want to check in and out on how jack's doing check out his youtube and his yeah. twitter page uh and and see what he's up to especially in the
3: lonely like hours where there's almost no one watching it's kind of <laughs> sad we're like mm, maybe i should just do it right now because there's no one around so yeah. yeah his
1: eyes must dry out no like
0: it's rough it's rough maybe like <laughs> he, he doesn't have eyeballs anymore because they melted. <laughs> how long do you guys reckon you could last doing something (laughs) like this yeah i I I
2: don't i I could definitely do the week i I don't think i could last 24
3: hours i I think think i I think honestly something that would kill me is like a headache that continues getting worse and then my eyes being very very tired but the major
1: problem problem for me would be my brain telling me the entire time why are you doing this
2: (laughs) yeah i I would need a compelling reason like I, i was surprised it wasn't you know that his driver wasn't really charity Uh, or or something like that. Because to do it for like a charity event, I can understand. Uh, To do it as a kind of like a self-promo, I I think it's just not, not really that smart. I mean, there's loads of people who have been harping on my case for ages and ages and ages. They're like, do 24 hours and do the 24-hour stream because that's a big thing on Twitch, right? Which is easy if you're going to sit back in your chair and drink, you know, Mountain Dews and play WoW, right? Like that's fine. But, you know, doing VR is a totally different thing. I mean, Beat Saber for 24 hours or even just standing on your feet for that long is not easy on your body.
1: And so even if you're alternating,
2: you get so tired of monitoring two realities at once. Like it it really wears on you, you
0: know? Completely agree. Um, but he says the reason why he is doing this, if you're, if you're interested, is that he thinks that AR and VR will replace smartphones by 2038, and okay. he wanted to analyze the effects of long-term simulator usage. <laughs> wow. Hey,
3: hey Rowdy, you know, you, know, you know what you should try? You should buy like a Gear VR and then open up the front, right? And then just look through it. You're like, hey, guys, I'm going to spend a week with my Gear VR without a phone in there, it's pass through, right? I mean...
0: i will give you a headache as well because those lenses will... Yeah, I know, oh, they're
3: only to start, but technically, it's also see-through. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, do you, do you guys
2: generally... Because when we talk about how long, like, what are the, the first symptoms that you notice after, let's say... Two hours straight in VR, right? Like, what are well, the first things I, I think, you notice?
1: I think that the most common thing would be headaches, just because we don't have very focal display So the light that is hitting our eyeballs is constantly coming from the same kind of source, which means that Never. your pupils are not. Yeah, but I'm saying like just in general with with the common sense So your sure. your the way that your your um how do I explain this um the way that your divergence of your eyes will happen will always be the same because you will always have light coming from the same distance so i think that that will uh that will be the major issue just in the most amount of people i think that i also would eventually get headaches if you just do it long enough you know you stare constantly at the same kind of distance so yeah
2: yeah. focal focus
3: i actually don't i've i don't think i've ever had a vr related headache ever I, I think the other thing I always suffer from is that because the it's like on your face, you, you start to feel it like here, That's and you're like, I "Can I move it a little bit?" And you start putting like making it even tighter or looser, but it's just you know you just got to take it off. Yeah, yeah. So that the weight
2: symptoms. Yeah. But no, Mike. What what
0: do you find after like extended periods in VR? What gets you? Just general, generally being tired, like you say, you know, I could sit down and play games uh, for hours and hours at my desk, but if I tried to do the same thing in, in VR, it would have a big toll on me. Like you say, standing up generally you know, is, is contributing to that and moving around physically as well is contributing yeah. to that. Just cool. being tired. Um, I, yeah, need let's to move on. On. I need to head off. Okay, I good need, luck need, with, the, with, ahead with ahead. the wedding. Uh, have fun. Dance the night away. I will. Celebrate Show us those sunglasses, Rowdy. Tell them we send our, send our love. I don't even know who they are. Will, uh, but, bye, Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah, bye. Um, so uh, last week we talked about um, the Samsung Odyssey deal. And uh, I talked about, you know, they had a really great deal on the Samsung Odyssey, which is a great you know Windows mixed reality headset it was 50% off so you could get it for 249 US dollars uh, but unfortunately by the time we broadcasted the episode of the show the deal had expired and also due to a bad experience with a uh, big apple buddy uh, i missed out on the deal myself however that might have been a sign from the vr gods and you may have been saved because this week the Samsung Odyssey Plus which is <laughs> the latest version of the headset is now on sale as well. And now you can get it for $299 US from the Samsung uh, website in the US. And now this headset features like anti-screen door effect technology. So Mm -hmm. some people say it's like a step up. Some people say it's a step down because they prefer the crisper view of the original. But still, regardless, it's still a great headset at a great price. So this time I put my order in again through Big Apple Buddy to ship me a headset to the UK. So Mm -hmm. I was very clear with my instructions this time. I said, I don't want... The one in your website. I want this yeah. one in particular. Yeah. The one that's got the deal on. Mm. So uh, now is your moment to shine, Big Apple Buddy. Don't let yourself down. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <That's>
2: <laughs> <like this. laughs> I love what you're talking about, Big Apple Buddy, as if he's like, you know, your mate. You're like, you fucked yeah. me over last time. It's yeah. time you're not going to do that, are you? <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> it, 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 it looks like Samsung knows it's selling like hotcakes because they are constantly putting a discount on it. And yeah. hopefully this will also motivate them to what like imagine they uh, starting their own platform for example like steam or oculus mm. home maybe and even develop some stuff uh in in uh, in studio right mm. I, I think there's there's more coming from from samsung i, I well, do feel like i'm not sure about you guys but after all this he- all, all these headsets coming out i feel like we're gonna have some some new platforms soon next mm-hmm. to oculus home next to steam next to vive and one of the most you know, obvious choices would, of course, be Epic Games. At the moment, they have no, no, you know, plans for it. But um, that that would be smart. It would be smart, I think, from anyone who makes a headset now, a good one like the Samsung Odyssey, to you know, hook people to a platform too while they are buying it.
0: Yeah, I totally agree about Epic, by the way. You know, I think they're a great platform because uh, they, they not only give developers a bigger revenue share, they also really support content creators as well, which is really nice for oh, us. Yeah. Yes. Um, and, and we've seen that already uh, being part of their sort of uh, creator program with Epic Games. Uh it is great. So, you know, if they started moving more into VR, and I know that you reached out to Tim Sweeney, the CEO of uh, Epic, and, and sort of said, look, is this going to be possible? And he said they haven't got any immediate plans to do it, but of course it's on their yeah. potential roadmap for the future, then I would yeah. totally welcome it. I, yeah. I, I feel like this is going to... It might be annoying, like you
3: have on, on, on uh, with pancake Games, like you have to use Origin, and you have to use Uplay and Steam and all these. But on the other side, you need to know that steam is an open platform oculus is of course uh exclusive to oculus products so having more of these platforms doing exclusives trying to kind of fight a war of like who has the best titles on their platform might work in our favor and let's say samsung or epic or any other company uh, also put some money into development of titles mm-hmm. you will get you know uh, very very interesting experiences like oculus did in the past where they had a new game every month, so that could be could be uh, interesting. And you know, Epic was was smart enough to uh, buy uh, a license for Metro, even that a lot of people were annoyed by that. It's still yeah. uh, you know a good move from them because a lot of people had to go to the platform to download it there. And uh, I think with VR, it's still such an open, you know place to do that although you know i don't really support exclusives but i know that right now oculus is the only one doing it so i know that they need competition and i know need, there needs to be someone else fighting their exclusivity like playstation has yeah. playstation and oculus for example do it but they don't compete with each other because they are not both on pc or console yeah. They're in different oceans. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, we'll see who's going to be the first one. I feel like it's going to be Epic Games. I'm not sure. But Samsung having these odysseys, you know, getting uh, pushed out so much, it could be that they are also like, hmm, maybe we should do that. I mean, Mixed Reality has their own platform already, but I think it can evolve even more to yeah. where you can buy games that are only on their platform. And if they are top-notch, yeah. you know, why wouldn't you use their platform?
0: Well, if Microsoft came to the table and said, look, we're really going to support VR now and we're going to make a, a VR adaption of like Gears of War, like some of their most popular exactly. franchises, yeah. you know, like Forza, for example, um, then that would be really interesting. And I would totally support it. Halo yeah. as well, of course. Um, but Halo we'll have to too. see. Um,
2: yeah, <laughs> Microsoft, Nintendo, and Apple, please release your VR headsets for this Christmas this year. Thank you. Um, and uh, Samsung, if you wouldn't mind doing a folding edition of a headset, I would appreciate that. Thank you. Folding edition. And and, uh, and before Mike, before you get too far away from, I thought you were about to tell us a little bit about the headset. I'm curious what you uh, what the bid was or what their their offer was to import to the UK because I saw the news drop like ten minutes after, and I was like, it was it, was, it like I was in Canada, and I was like. Oh, I gotta tell Mike. I'm like shit, it's like 3 a.m. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was. Uh, uh, well, is the thing. I,
0: I haven't received my quote back from uh, Big Apple Buddy yet. So okay. if they miss it again, Uh-oh. then they are, they are done. I, I will never consider them ever again in the future. So this is your <laughs> this, this is your moment. Um, but like, I've got a theory about this as well. Like, why Samsung are setting their headsets cheap at the moment. <laughs> And that is because of course, we're gonna to be touching more on it later on, but Mobile World Congress is starting tomorrow. Mm. And uh, Alex Kitman, who is sort of like head of like the VR, AR department of Microsoft is gonna be presenting something there. And maybe he's gonna announce some new headsets or we'll see some, mm. some, some something new from Samsung. We just don't know. So maybe they could be clearing their old stock yeah. before they, they yeah. launch a new product. True. Um,
3: I think uh, the mixed reality platform has a lot of potential and they have so many users now. It grew so, so fast. Yeah, that, uh, they can they can really do something with that.
0: Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, like, like I said before, it's converted me on the Windows Mixed Reality platform, and hence why I want to have one to add to my collection now. So, uh, if you're considering a Windows MR headset, the the Odyssey is the one I would personally go mm-hmm. for. Um, you know what I wish the they of- uh, just, just to put one foot in the door uh,
2: for the SimRacer community. I I wish they sold headset, sans controllers because I have no need for those rubbish controllers, and I'd I'd happily pay for a headset, but Mm -hmm. I'd love it if you could knock 50 quid off the price.
0: Yeah, Mm. uh, because uh, they're actually quite rare. Uh, So if you bought the headset and you sold the controllers, there is a big market for the controllers actually, so you could make some money there. Ah, good
3: good, good thought there, Mike, I might have to do that. Also, we have a celebrity in the chat, Papa Voodoo uh, is uh, in the house. (laughs) Now I feel nervous. I feel like under pressure. You should be. You should be. Yeah. He's the all-known, the
0: oracle yeah. of
3: virtual reality. And we're,
0: com- we're in the company of, of gods. That's what we're... You know. True, yeah. yeah. So we've got a final bit of quick news this week, and that is a game called Until You Fall. Uh, and this is actually a new game that Shell Games announced this week they're the same developers behind the game i expect you to die and they're developing this new game which is going to be a vr sword fighting experience Uh, apparently they're going to be blending various styles of sword fighting to create an intense real-time combat experience that hasn't been seen before in vr and they believe that the game will push the boundaries and leave players with an immersive melee fighting experience that they've been craving so it's going to be kind of interesting, a bit of a depart from their previous game, I Expect You to Die, which was a super polished escape room type game. Yeah. Uh, it's still probably one of the best that you can play, right? Also, they made, uh,
3: what is it? Lab? It's like uh, where you can do all kinds of experiments. It's really, really cool too. It's uh, one of their, uh, you know, uh, mysterious titles that, that not a lot of people tried, but that one is also uh, fun.
0: Another thing I didn't realize was that they also made uh, the the AR Jedi training game oh, as well. Did they? Oh, did they? Yeah. Did they? Yeah. Right. So, yeah. What? Um, okay. Yeah. Here's the the one website. That no one's ever played. Exactly. Right. Yeah. It was a Lenovo partnership. I think it was the one. Uh, the one that is on on the shelf in my like media
3: store for almost two years now, and it's it never dropped in price here. It's always like it's laying there, <laughs> and no one buys it. And I'm always uh, like, should I be the one buying this? Is it now? I can hear it <laughs> whispering in my ear, like maybe don't you want to try this? And actually, I still do want to try that. I am curious about it. And I know it's not going to be the best, but hey, for science, right? You got to try it. Exactly. Exactly. For science. But if it's Shell games, uh, I mean,
2: just from the screenshots I've seen of the software, now I'm even more intrigued to play it because Shell generally do solid games.
0: Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, like, when I was looking into this game, there's not much information about it right now, of course, because they just announced it and they don't even know what platform it's going to be available for. Although, my guess is it's going to be a Quest title. Um, You know, maybe this is going to be one of those games that gets announced by Oculus at this pre GDC event where they start showing off, you know, the unreleased games they haven't mentioned before. Yeah. Um, but it kind of got me uh, thinking about, uh, you know, I expect you to die. Because I never actually finished that game. And I never played the DLC, uh, which I know Zim was a big oh, fan of. Yeah, uh, you gotta. First, the first class one, which is on a train. On yeah, a train. I mean,
2: it's it's one, it's one additional level. It's I mean, there's not that much to the game, but the level of polish is what... Mm-hmm really brings you back for more. You know, you like you play all the different levels. I mean I never I never went looking for all the collectibles and you know buff up your starting room or anything. But yeah. uh, I, I always wanted more from them. I'm um, just mm-hmm. waiting for more, you know.
3: Also, if you do want more from Shell Games, they also made Water Bears VR. That was actually really good. It's a really good puzzle game. Um, yes. It's super cutesy and adorable.
2: And I think if I remember correctly, you can, with all your manly might, take one of those squidgy little, cutesy little bears and and flog it into the water and unfortunately it comes floating back but you know they at least allow you to chuck them
0: a classic classic there you go there you go so that's all the quick news this week Uh, let's uh, kick it over to Zim the lowdown on uh, this week's oh, release. Hide, everyone. Hide.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's definitely uh, it's trauma time. I'm going to start off with the uh, the best looking. Now, look, I, I'm, there's actually quite a bit launching in the next week. Uh, so do check your calendars and stuff. I, I'm not going to mention everything. I, I generally am going to try to stick to highlights only. So uh, I've picked three things, a little bit of something for everyone in the family. Um, first thing off uh, as a game that that, that just launched Um Uh, February 20th, uh, so released just three days ago, uh, for 22 pounds. And this is a PC VR title called Titan Slayer 2. Now, this game, um, I'm going to run the trailer for this because it looks badass in terms of just the look and feel of it. And I want you to be able to see this one. If you're listening, I will describe it. Uh, It's early access. um, It's a high action, uh, kind of enormous and well-animated enemy Uh, battler, I would say. Uh, The environments look pretty decent, um, and primarily the thing that stands out to me is really the animations and the uh, in-your-face aspect of the bosses. Reminds me quite a bit of like Serious Sam, Uh, maybe even kind of uh, more intimate uh, in certain areas. Looks really well-developed in terms of what's there, and from what we've uh, seen so far, um, I would say that uh, from Steam reviews, People like what's there, but there's only about 30 minutes of content. And for $25 or £22, um, that's a bit of a high price at the minute for what you're getting. Uh, But as I said, I was surprised to see a very high number of Steam reviews. Um, I do have to say I like the style of the enemies. You've got the kind of uh, what I call kind of core cotton candy gameplay style. In other words, you know... Feed you something sweet and nice, but maybe not stick around for too long. <laughs> um, the things I didn't like from what I've seen from gameplay trailers and the like is um, I didn't like to see health bars. I generally hate health bars in VR games because it breaks the immersion. Um, you got to figure out a different way to do that. I don't care if it's my health or the enemy's health. I don't want to see that shit. Uh, sorry. <laughs> and um, in terms of the GUI, the GUI, again, seems relatively basic. Early days yet, uh, but it looks – I do like the kind of general – grim appearance to this one what do you guys think from what you've seen
0: i played the first one uh i thought it was okay the uh the titans um are huge and the sense of scale is cool so uh yeah maybe give this one a go see what it's like but 30 minutes content for that much money mm. uh, it's gonna have to really wow me for for that i think
3: <laughs> yeah i i do have to say this uh this developer uh has a like a a background in VR for i think 2 3 years now it's this is not their well as you said like they they made a first part of the of the game but they also made other titles like uh uh cyberpunk i'm not sure if anyone played that but it's like uh some kind of like um pong next level VR version they made and they also made VR garage on i think it was an Oculus home never played that one i didn't think that one was that great but cyberpunk was a, a fun, a fun one. So. Cyber
2: Pong. Oh Pong, right, yeah, I, I saw it. I don't think I ended up playing it. Mike, I'm really curious about the first one because I did see pieces about it. I never remember seeing this before. I probably fell
0: by the wayside. What was that like? How long did it? How long was it? And all that? Do you know? Uh, I never finished it. It had a, it had some <coughs> tough, tough uh, difficulty spikes. I I recall. Um, but yeah, I just kind of remember it looked really nice. Hmm. But you know. I don't know. There was just something that I didn't like about it particularly. It was just a bit arcadey, I think.
2: Hmm. Maybe this is an interesting refinement. Anyway, it caught my eye. I'm really kind of keen on it. I'm a huge, serious Sam fan as well. So... um uh, I'm going to probably give that one a go at some stage and see how Ooh. maybe I'll report back here then. So that one, uh, as I said, re- released and is already available. Uh, it's on a 10% sale on Steam, as games normally do. Hmm. Um, the other, the next game, uh, so second in the list here, is one that I'm actually really excited about having learned about. I knew nothing of this uh, before now. Uh, if you're a World War II fan and you are a PlayStation VR owner, uh, this is one that's coming for a Approximately $10. Uh, it's not a fixed price uh, yet announced. Coming out uh, next Tuesday, February 26th, um, which is called Honor and Duty D-Day. Um, so this one is a World War II simulator uh, touting up to 32-player 32, uh, 32 support. Um, still early days. And actually, I would say that the uh, the look and feel of the game uh, shows that as well. A little bit of a cartoony style to it. Low poly. Um but what makes me, uh, makes me very interested is that it's a very fast-paced first-person shooter uh, with aim controller support. Um, and with that kind of multiplayer, it really reminds me of something like Battlefield 1943, uh, which launched mm-hmm. on like, Xbox and PlayStation. It was like, if you want to just jump in for half an hour, blast with some friends and all that. And there was actually a um, kind of a beta version of this uh, that was run. So there are some of the people in our audience and elsewhere who've um, who've, who've who've already had a kind of a go uh, with the game and I'm sure they can. so in the chat, if you've actually managed to play this, uh, yet I've been away, unfortunately. Otherwise, I would have. Um, but do let us know your thoughts on it. It looks like quite a bit of fun, to be honest. And I think with mm-hmm. the aim controller support and you know um, move support, that uh, it's going to be it's going to be something quite interesting.
3: Okay. Okay. Well, if you do want to play uh, a World War Two game on PC, if you don't own a PSVR, you can go for uh, the Last Sniper. I think that one was pretty good it's quite old now but um Mm. that that might be interesting um there's also a new one coming out but i I don't remember the name it's going to be on pc psvr on every platform maybe someone in the chat can remind us of what what the name is um but that could be a cool one and in rec room i remember that they made a custom game mode where you can also land on the beaches of uh, Normandy and uh well fight your friends so yeah, if you want to go for something free, you can do that too. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, th- this game just like to me, it just it just harkens back to my days in in land games uh, with 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 my kind of clanmates and stuff, and um, it reminds me of Medal Medal of Honor, Day of Defeat, just all those those games. There for for a period of about I don't know five or eight years, it was like all World War II multiplayer games, and mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys remember that, but it felt for a while like we weren't going to escape, and then I suppose we went into zombies, I think, and then now it's what pirates or something i don't know what that
3: yeah new so thing is. Uh, the game is called blunt force blunt and it's force, coming yeah. out this year
0: yeah that looks good that does I'll uh, it I, like fact, I like the fact that this uh, game's got aim controller support yeah, yeah. we're seeing I'll
2: that check. more and more which last year we almost saw none of uh, mm, true very very limited uh, aim controller support so i i, I definitely welcome i that. I, I, I
3: would I, I would like die for a like move like an aim controller like that for pc
2: oh absolutely i looked into possibly modding it but there's totally there's no no
3: but just the fact like if you want to play a shooter on pc you need to you know modify your controllers to do that but with playstation it's like it's 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 a thing on itself so i don't need to do anything with my moves it's just a product next to the moves and that's what i like about it you know you don't need to do anything you just buy it and you can just lay it somewhere and then use it again later so
2: and I love the guys who have a stock for their PSPR oh, yeah. like I've I mean it's that, like dude. this little doohickey dude. that looks like it was designed yeah. for like a you know a 12 year old and then you're just like, I'm just gonna clock a you know, a stock I mean, on this. I'm gonna give it a paint job. Yeah. Like I mean those yeah, that's paint jobs freaking...
3: too. I've seen some paint jobs as well. Yeah, there's some it's Badass cool. paint
2: jobs out there. Like people go proper camo colors on it and all... Oh my god, Mike's oh, got a fucking mate, stock, mate. you badass.
0: Oh it's not done yet. So this is uh this is part of approaching <coughs> that I'm gonna modify to <laughs> stick on the aim controller. Uh-huh. For when we play uh, some Dick Wild next week,
2: that is brilliant.
0: And Such I suppose fun.
2: you just what 3D print a uh, like a like a like a clasp for the for it so it kind of locks into the clasp or something. How does it actually hold without slipping past gun? Do you know how that works?
0: Yeah, so uh, there is a there is a design on Thingiverse that you can download, and I plan to modify that design to accommodate the Pro Tube tube, uh, so it'll connect together. So. That's my uh, project for tomorrow and uh, early next week. <laughs> well, thank you for <laughs> sneak to uh, I've got far too much time on my hands, I know.
2: No, it's fucking brilliant. <laughs> All right, let me get on to the third title so I'm not uh, buffing the show out here. Um, so third title here is, again, we're seeing a lot of these um, fan service um, experiences by um, uh, on the PSVR. There's another one coming out um, and a title that... I knew nothing about. I'd never heard of it before. I keep having this, these kind of Japanese-y titles that, that, that drop, and I'm like, I've never heard of this thing. And then I go, you know, search it on Wikipedia or something, and it's like, oh, God, this thing is a massive name. What the hell is this? So um, I'll, I'll reveal that secret now. So Fate Grand Order VR, another story experience, is a, is a free PSVR experience that looks like one of those uh, stand-and-watch-a-pretty-girl uh, twiddle around uh, games, right? Um, however, the background for this is uh, that, and I'll just help you guys understand what Fate Grand Order is. Um, it, it was a it was an online free to play role playing mobile game, um, and it was developed by a, a studio called The Lightworks. And um, basically, the game centers around turn based combat, where the player takes the role of a master summons and commands powerful familiars known as servants to battle their enemies. So I guess it's somewhat like a spiritual Pokemon. Um, but it was very interesting because the uh, this game grossed $982 million in 2017. That's not that small change uh, for a game like this. And as you start like watching the trailer and what you'll see on the screen, you're like, yeah, yeah, this is just what you described earlier, Zim. This is clearly just a... Um, you know, look at pretty girls stand in a scene and move around. And, you know, we've already got tons of those don't need any more. Uh, But this quickly will transition for you and you get to see um, the kind of the grit in the game. So uh, the game transitions. Um, And so for this game, which which was only first released, I understand, in 2015, uh, being a mobile platform game, with that kind of turnover, it actually ended up being the sixth highest-grossing mobile game of the year in 2017, uh, which up against wow. you know people like you know again Pokemon Go um, is is a, is no small order. Uh, so anyway, I I think it's very interesting to see another one of these from Sony on PSVR, um, and I just wanted to give a little uh, a little tidbit. My favorite comment on Steam uh, was someone said. A game where we get to live in a nice house with our waifu, uh, and that was my that was my uh, my favorite little caption uh, from the same community. Okay. Um, the only other thing I was hmm. going to mention today, uh, aside from those uh, three titles, so those were T- Titan Slayer Two, Honor and Duty, D Day PSV PSVR, and Fate Grand Order VR, which is actually out on the same day as uh, Honor and Duty. It's out on the twenty sixth, so this coming Tuesday, is uh, something I saw while I was doing my research today. Uh, which I was very interested in and I had no idea that Monstrum uh, is actually coming uh, to uh, I don't know, unfortunately the VR set, and I have reached out to the developer, but it is coming for our pancake friends um, to, uh, to Xbox and PlayStation uh, in a, in a wow. new refurbed package, very much like what dread halls did. Um, and I'm, I'm, super enthused looking look at this, this at the textures and the lighting like the game looks really good um and so i'm going to be getting on my hands and knees for this scotland scottish based studio called junkfish um and have to beg them to port it to vr because the game looks bloody amazing as an uplift uh and a facelift from uh, what they had before which is one of the scariest games if you haven't played it um, you can still get it. It's a pretty rough-looking game, and to play it, you need to have some cojones, my friends. So that's mm. it. Monstrum. <laughs> made. I mean, I mean, Becoming. I mean,
3: you you said before that this title has the most play hours uh, because it took you yeah. a while to finish yeah. it, right? It no, took you absolutely. Like a year or I actually so.
2: honestly don't believe I would have ever finished it <laughs> if it hadn't been for an in-game bug, um, <laughs> because the basically the enemy one of the one of the uh, enemies that can come after you and chase you, which actually is actually showing in the trailer now, is Volcano Mouth. That's what I call him. Um, and he's this big fecker with, like, eyes and mouth just, you know, looks like lava. And um, he got stuck on a wall. And then I was like, ah, thank you, dude. <laughs> Guess what? I'm going to go repair this lifeboat. Oh, you doing good? You want some coffee? And I got off the ship. And then the game congratulates you. And <clears throat> there's all these different endings, <laughs> which I haven't seen, because there's no way I am ever going to beat the, those other endings. It's, the game's bloody difficult. Like, it's... No, this is no Left or Dead. It doesn't just like slowly escalate. Like if you take more than five minutes in the game, you'll probably need twenty five minutes to put all, run around the ship and get all the pieces together. No matter how you're trying mm-hmm. to escape by helicopter, by submarine, whatever. Um, yeah, I, I don't know how mm-hmm. people beat this game. To be honest, I really don't.
3: Maybe maybe you should start a petition, <laughs> like they did with uh, Dirt. Oh, I see will. If it, uh, has That's any what effect. this is
2: about. So please, everyone in chat, so
3: you're exposing them at the go, moment. Okay. Go
2: to uh, at. I think Team Junkfish is Twitter and say, we want VR, you know, in like a very Queen, I mean Rhapsody style, and let's get him to do it.
3: Or even better, like Zim sends his regards. I'm going to go there.
2: Uh, I didn't know they were in Scotland. I'm just going to be like, where are you? I'm going to drive to you, and we're going to go, uh, I'm going to go bug them. Yeah. Anyway,
0: that's, uh, that's <laughs> it for
2: this week's releases, Mike. <laughs>
0: Nice one, dude. Thank you very much. (laughs) Uh, So let's talk about graphics cards then, uh, because I think if you've been planning to build a VR-ready PC, uh, then you might be very happy to hear that NVIDIA announced this week a a new entry-level VR-ready graphics card. Uh, So this card uh, is the GTX uh, 1660 Ti and uh, this is a new card that utilizes the new NVIDIA Turing architecture. Uh, it features uh, six gigabytes of GDDR6 memory at 12 gigabytes per second and has a boost clock of 1,770 megahertz. So it's no slouch when it comes to gaming, but it's kind of new uh, entry-level card. And especially if it's as it's VR-ready, it's going to be ideal for those people that want to build a PC on a budget, especially if you want to build an itx build which is basically a small form factor pc because these cards are a lot smaller than the the bigger uh, brothers and sisters that are much more expensive um but the thing is, uh, they've although they've got a new line of cards, which are predominantly the RTX cards, and this still sports the old GTX, and the, and the reason for that is because they've dropped uh, some of the Tensor Cores and ray tracing technology uh, to make this an affordable little bundle in terms of a card. So it's still got good performance, but you don't get those new fancy features of, uh, of the, the other cards in the new series. Uh, so it's a, still a GTX card. Mm. Do you I'm, feel like you need those features? Not right now. especially because there's no vr titles that support ray tracing anyway Uh, and also the only ray tracing enabled games are like uh, battlefield and to be honest even with the new rtx 2080 ti uh, enabling ray tracing you're gonna get a real big performance hit so uh, you know really ray tracing technology is no way worth it right now and that's from someone who bought a card myself um the other it thing sans, is,
2: this, it Sans Virtual Link. I'm just seeing on the specs page as well. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah, exactly. No virtual link connector, uh, which is a shame, considering it's a VR ready card. Um, but again, you know, it's it's a kind of a feature that is kind of fu- future proofing yourself in a way, because there's no headsets that support it right now, uh, unless you buy an adapter cable, of course. Um, in terms of performance, it kind of sits between a GTX 1060 and a GTX 1070, uh, but will come at a lower cost, so that's kind of cool. Um, and those 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 cards have proved, you know, decent cards for for VR titles. Uh, I know that uh, PD friend of the show uses a GTX 1060 and doesn't really have too many issues. Mm. Uh, he streams and records content as well with it, so, uh, you know, it's a pretty solid card. I think, you know, with this kind of um, GTX 1060, uh, 1660ti i think the best sort of headsets to to use it with are going to be the Oculus Rift the original HTC Vive and Windows MR headsets i think it will struggle with the higher end headsets like the Vive Pro the new Odyssey and the Pimax so they're going to kind of be off limits
3: yeah
0: uh, but definitely if you're just in for the uh, the OG first generation PC VR headsets this card will do you a solid uh, and it's relatively cheap you know it's 279 US dollars uh, and 259 oh. british pounds sweet good price that's a great price
2: for someone who wants to hop in and just build a rig right now
3: absolutely absolutely so what you're saying is that if people buy this gpu and they want to buy a vr headset they should avoid headsets with a high resolution so they should go as well low as possible
0: yeah, stick stick with the uh, the first gen headsets. Um, everything kind of 1.5, uh, you know, the refreshes that we've seen are probably going to be a bit too much, especially if you want like the best graphics in games to be enabled. Mm.
3: Yeah. Well, as long as it's uh, 3D head compatible, I'm uh, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, but it's going to be nice again for people that just want to get into to VR and build a PC. But I know a yeah. lot of people are waiting for for standalone solutions. But you've got options there if you want them.
2: But it, it's really nice, I think, Mike, to to highlight the kind of um, uh, the, the options that we have, because one of the things that always used to just piss me off when I was like into PC modding, uh, looking at different, you know, components for a rig I was going to build was they were always focusing on like medium or like high tier. And you're like, I can't spend four grand on my PC that's great that you're able to put in water cooling. Sorry, Mike, <laughs> but it's like you know, show me something for me. Uh, and so I, I really like that you're highlighting this card because it's not an area that I'd be looking at. But at the same time, it's like if I was considering to build another rig, um, just to run a you know run a headset in a different room, or if you wanted to have a partner PC, or if you're 16 and you're you know trying to get money together to build your first machine. Um, yeah, this is great, great card. Yeah,
3: absolutely plus i mean honestly if we're looking at the state of vr now it you don't need the the highest uh, end stuff Not i all. feel like it's actually slowly proving that lower end <laughs> sells better and mm-hmm. works better in the long run and seems to attract more consumers so don't think having you know the, the 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 best headset out there with the you know the highest resolution and coolest features is you know making you the <laughs> The, the the king of the hill. I I actually would you know um, tip off my hat for the people that you know instead of buying something like that, just go for an MR headset or just
0: go for a Rift or a Vanilla Vive or I think uh, that's good. At the end of the day, the games are still immersive. They're still fun. Yeah, you have an amazing experience. Well, how much
3: money can you save? With that, I mean, imagine, I imagine. But I think I it's a really
2: important, you know, it's it's an important point that, Nathan, you've, met, you've made there. Because for years, right, it, it was that. you Like, you always wanted oh, yeah, the yeah. high frame rate. You wanted the card to, that could actually have the horsepower to drive the frames. And I, I honestly think that, so the cards have gone past, the prices have come down. And now we're in a state where most headsets, aside from Pimax and a few kind of crazy birds out there, uh, most headsets are like, falling behind. The carts and they don't need that much power to, to push them, and also the software has caught up, right? Obviously, they, they cheat a little bit with some of the space and time warp stuff,
3: yeah. Plus, I mean, immersion is not something bound to let's say you know highest resolution, or that as well. You no, know, if you're immersed, you're immersed, that's it. That's the only where thing
2: that I'd have to say if you're building a rig, don't forget to have a plethora of USB. Slots and <laughs> okay, an expansion yeah, card enough. because whether it's accessories um, or just the headsets themselves,
0: I mean, they're well, pretty a man, a man can never have enough USBs. I agree. Absolutely. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, so the next topic this week is the Vive Focus Plus. It's kind of interesting uh, because we had you know sneak peeks of this kind of headset uh, from from HTC in the past when they were sort of showing off a development kit for their new controllers. For the the Vive focus. But I'll come uh, more onto that in a second um, because they describe this new headset as a professional grade standalone VR solution for enterprise applications. So it's not really aimed at gamers. They've aimed this solely at enterprise. They say that the the Vive Focus Plus is designed for easy deployment and management, equipped with immersive six degrees of freedom controllers, improved graphics, and the ultimate in ergonomic comfort. This all-in-one VR system is ideal for showrooms, training simulations, virtual conferences, and more. So... They've basically taken the the focus, which again was kind of like an enterprise aimed product, and they've just added six degrees of freedom controllers to this package. And the headset was always yeah. six degrees of freedom as yeah. well. So you're getting a, a standalone six degrees of freedom package here. But instead of focusing on gamers, like what, what Oculus are doing with the Quest, seems like they're aiming this one more at enterprise applications. So they're going yeah. for a different market here. Um, this, the controllers.
2: This, this is so obviously sorry, Mike. Uh, this is so obviously going to appear in, you know, like you walk in to see a house or whatever, and you know they have those like three uh, dimensional, like uh, 360 degree rotation photos, Um, Mm -hmm. this is going to replace that something like this, like that at the moment, you may you may have a whole bunch of different types of things. But depending on the price point of this guy, um, I, I can imagine this or like in an architect's office, like it would it would just look good, it would fit well, you know, you'd be okay putting a client in it that's yeah. that's where no obviously their uh, their competitors don't have a foothold.
0: yeah exactly so it's kind of a smart move uh in, in a way you know like you said like a uh, virtual real estate tours and stuff like that are going to be huge business in the future without doubt uh but these controllers are kind of interesting because we've seen the controllers about uh from the vive cosmos this week they gave us a, a closer look at those and there was a guy that actually looked a bit like me in there although he had more hair uh, <laughs> demonstrating them um but instead of just taking that controller design and using it with this headset they've said no you know the, that that's for gamers uh the cosmos is for gamers and this con- that controller is is a you know controller designed for gamers whereas this is an enterprise headset and these controllers are designed for enterprise so they're yeah. using uh pads on on this headset with these controllers which is kind of interesting that they kind of clearly seen there's a different market for different types of controller inputs and it's kind of getting interesting where, where that's going yeah and also, as you said,
3: like they they well, they seem to be clear about okay, you know, Vive Cosmos is for gamers, and the Vive uh, Focus is for enterprises. Yeah. that's how it. That's how they should you know do it because otherwise, again, it might be a bit confusing. Um, I do think it was a bad idea to almost at the same time, you know, announce the Vive Focus Plus, but then also talk about the vive cosmos controllers because on social media it was mixed up and yes. uh, you kind of missed the well i was like you know vive cosmos we have been waiting for news for like like since uh, ces and now you just throw, like i don't know their their marketing strategy in europe and 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 in the u.s it's always it's so odd i i just don't know what they what they are going for the videos look nice i i think visually they're always very good at you know showing their products but you need to like think of when you post something and in what way and what you you add to that in a, like why do i need to tell someone at htc to do this i mean i could do a better job at marketing the vive focus plus and the Vive cosmos their controllers yeah. But I don't know. Um, but I'm already happy they kind of cleared out this this whole idea of like okay, you know, if I focus is not for because that's yeah. always like a thing they have been battling with um so that's something i would change you know try to separate it i mean uh oculus is also not going to uh talk more about the quest then show the controllers on on their twitter and then a, an hour later they're like oh and uh, do you also know that the oculus rift has something new like you can't do that because then it the the, the everyone is going to be all over the place and it confuses the consumers even more like you yeah. need to be aware constantly when you run a marketing campaign and that's Oculus, Oculus, that HTC, that's that's Sony, that there are consumers watching and you need to, you know, make it as easy as possible and try to avoid uh, as much confusion as you can. So, Speaking of know.
2: confusion, how, ma- how many bloody headsets has has uh, HTC <laughs> announced at this stage? Like, I, I got to go look at like a Wikipedia page with like eight different headsets listed, you know, Well five, five plus nice five pro five pro plus plus XR, you know, we've oh, <laughs> got yeah. all these mobile versions as well. There's a yeah. lot.
3: Well, as long, as long as these, these, these marketing campaigns of the enterprise stuff don't, Get too close to the consumers. It's fine to release as many headsets as you want. I mean, I'm not yeah. sure, but Pimax, for example, has also like I don't know how many versions. So it's mm. uh, it's cool as long as you just you know tell people yeah. if they should you know look out for it or not. That's mm. all. That's all. And then you can release as much as you want. Just make it clear.
0: I think I think the uh, the thing here though is that these controllers they're not going to be uh, sold separately to upgrade your original Vive Focus. Mm, Uh, yeah yeah. unfortunately although we saw that kind of adapter that yeah yeah uh, that was purely a development kit apparently and they've got no plans to sell that separately so i was
3: surprised i was surprised they decided to just go for two different versions next to each other but um you know when i was at the office at htc they did tell me that they want to slim down the the vive focus so i i feel like it's still gonna happen but on the other side we have the vive cosmos so you know, let's say the Vive Cosmos, as it is right now, is going to be competing with the Quest. It's not the Vive Focus who's competing here. No. Um, so, but yeah. although the too. Vive Cosmos and the Quest are still different headsets too. So Absolutely, yeah.
2: I uh, don't know if you both have. I think, Nathan, you've at least used it. Have you both used the Focus? Yes. Were you... I'm wondering if you're as equally unimpressed as I am with the binocular, like, hard circle view yes. that you get. Like, it's not... It's not like a PSVR or a Rift or no. anything else that I've used. Even even um, Gear VR, you know, the Samsung Gear VR is a better view than what you get in a Focus.
0: Yeah, like um, I, I tried it side by side with the Go um, before the Go was released. Um, and uh, I was more impressed with the Go at the time. Even though the Go is limited to three degrees of freedom and yeah. the Focus is six, uh, I would still prefer the Go over the the Focus due to the screen yeah it, it's totally, just odd yeah. really odd like a hard circle right like that was it yeah.
2: like almost yeah. like no rat. yeah okay
0: thanks yeah uh, but in terms of uh specifications it's, it's pretty much uh, the same focus we know already you know it's, it still uses the same qualcomm snapdragon 835 still has the same uh 2880 by 1600 ammo led uh single panel at 75 hertz um and what we do know is that it's likely to launch around quarter two of 2019 mm. and will be available in 25 countries. So it's looking like it's going to be like a global release. Wow. Um, the original focused uh, launched at 599 US dollars. So expect this one to be the same price, if not a little bit more expensive because of these new controllers. Jesus. Um, but yeah, like, <laughs> you know, originally when I saw this headset, I was like, oh, this is cool competition for the Quest. This is great. Um but when I started reading more into it and it's more sort of focused to enterprise, you kind of understand well, they're going for a different market.
2: So, in that market, it, it probably will look relatively inexpensive compared oh, yeah, to, exactly. to alternatives. It's, it's so they, that price. They, they might for, do very well with this, actually. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. It could be uh, something, you know, for, for, for VR arcades or, or for theme parks yeah. or uh, yeah. for showrooms, <laughs> you know, like I said, real estate, you, you touched on it, is going to be a big business, I think. For Even medical. You know, there's something about the form factor, um,
2: looking at the controllers and the headset that just makes me think, you know, baby wipes, like wiping the thing down, like after use and stuff. So I don't know, Um, maybe, maybe less so arcades, because I think people would walk with a controller. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Well, we still got to find out if arcades, uh, let's say if standalone is going to work well in arcades, but... That's that's you know something we got to figure yeah. out later down the road. Yeah,
2: just the inherent problem with that it's the same thing like with the Hololens. Ex- exactly. The HoloLens.
3: Battery, it's such a
2: nightmare because the thing would just in like two hours of it would like overheat or have no battery and then have to be <laughs> charging for some time and then back up again.
0: Yeah. yeah. Nope. Yeah. But like you, you touched on as well, like you know the Vive Cosmos uh although it kind of looks like it's going to be competition for the quest it's a very different product you know the, is, quest, yeah. the quest is standalone the cosmos is hybrid and the cosmos is is really sort of meeting a market that wanted the, the quest to be <laughs> tethered to a pc so yes. they did a smart thing there so it's going to oh, be super interesting to see where this goes in the future for sure yeah yeah wacky um, Uh, But yeah, you know, it's going to be very interesting. You know, we've got so many different headsets coming out. It's unreal. So it's going to be a very interesting year. Get ready for the clash of
3: the standalone VR headsets. This is the year where, you know, we're getting some, 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 some war uh, activities.
0: Yeah, it's getting, it's getting, getting hot on here for sure. Oh yeah. (laughs) Um, And now we're going to throw another one into the mix. uh, And that is of course the HoloLens 2. And for maybe those of you out there who aren't familiar with the HoloLens, uh, it's an augmented reality headset. So, uh, the the idea behind this headset is that it has clear lenses. So, you can see the world around you, the real world around you. And then it projects objects on top of the real world. So, it augments your view, hence why it's called augmented reality. Nathie's kindly uh, sort of showing yeah. his HoloLens on camera now. Um, really cool Peter Kit. Quite heavy, though, uh, but this was obviously the first generation uh, from Microsoft in terms of AR. Um, both the HoloLens and the Magic Leap are the two sort of big main players in the sort of high-end AR market space right now. You've got other sort of people like uh, Project Northstar from Leap Motion that are sort of saying you can build your own AR headset as part of a development kit. It's completely open source. Um the thing is with these uh, headsets, you know, both the HoloLens and the Magic Leap, they are really cool. Having tried them both, they are very, very cool indeed. However, there is an issue with uh, the field of view being very narrow. <laughs> now, uh, if you compare it to VR headsets that we're used to right now, we've got around 100 degrees field of view with like the Rift, the Vive, uh, PSVR, uh, and, and sort of the main sort of VR headsets. With these AR headsets, both the HoloLens and Magic Leap, have around thirty to forty degrees field of view. So really, what you're seeing is the real world are projected. You know, the real world around you, and then objects in this small little window uh, in front of you. And you really need to get it into the right spot, the right conditions to really have a really cool experience. Um, Feel, but like yeah,
2: half a postage card is what I would say. Hmm? It feels like half, half a postcard. Sorry. Did I just say postage card? Half <laughs> a postcard yeah. uh, is about the size, is what I say but
3: effect. i think i think you can see it when i hold it you know in front of the webcam i think you can can kind of see the little screens in there i don't know
2: desktop anyway
3: (laughs) okay yeah
2: Yeah. I Uh, i see the virgin mary (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah <laughs> wear are the hololens well but you're you guys are right like the field of view is 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 something uh that is very small but on the other side it's not for consumers uh, asking for more field of view at the moment so uh, but you know I, I own one for two years now and i, I i'm very excited for this new one um mm. also yeah because more field of view but also you know what 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 are the new features going to be like i mean this hololens is i think almost like two three years old now And it's very impressive for the first version out there. You Mm -hmm. know, it runs Windows. It has a solid battery. um, And it's it's great. I I really enjoyed it. And with this new one, I don't know what we're going to see. But if the field of view is going to be bigger, fine. But I've always seen the potential of AR with this headset, even with its, you know, weak points. But, I mean, a development kit can have weak points without, you know, being...
0: Yeah, and and Magic Leap are doing the same thing, right? Like yes. you know, the the Magic Leap One is a development kit, and uh, you know they're getting them out as as much as they can, so developers can make uh, the applications because the content is what drives consumers to the product, so they can then refine it. Make a consumer product that is a wider field of view headset, yeah. looks cool, and people are willing yeah. to spend their money on. Mm-hmm. Um, but tomorrow, tomorrow is going to be super exciting because this yeah. is when yeah. we're going to find out all the juicy details. Because mm-hmm. Microsoft are going to be presenting at the Mobile World Congress in Barcelona. This is an event mainly for sort of mobile uh, hardware manufacturers to show off sort of new mobile technologies. But of course, you know, uh, other companies are getting involved as well. So Microsoft yeah. will be showing off, and the rumor is that they're going to be showing off the latest HoloLens uh, 2 headset. Uh, If you're interested in tuning in and watching the keynote live, it's going to be on at 6 p.m. in Europe, uh, 5 p.m. in the UK and 9 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, And uh, I've put a link in the description of this video so you can go and click on that and you can check that out Mm. tomorrow if you want. Um, But yeah, you know, like I mentioned earlier about uh, the the Samsung Odyssey, you know, maybe they're selling off their old stock of headsets and maybe they're going to be announcing something alongside this because, you know, uh, Alec... Alex Kipman, you know, who's the head of VR AR for Microsoft, you know, he's not only invested in HoloLens, but also this mixed reality uh, platform as well. So we could see more details about this HP headset that we discussed recently on the show as well. And so maybe uh, unannounced headsets that we haven't heard of anything yeah. about previously to this. So you know, it would be a-, a wild guess if they
3: would bring Altspace to the HoloLens because Microsoft does own mm. uh, Altspace. I don't know. Um, right. And... The Magic Leap uses a um, remote, like a controller, and I would love to see a remote, like a a controller for the HoloLens 2, if they do announce it. I I think that's a cool mix to have. I'm excited about that idea, Nate. The the idea,
2: because as well, they they have a whole, you know, they were the first ones, I think, to have like, you know, um, uh, Leap Motion uh, support, uh, Vive support. Hand tracking. All the different controller tracking and seeing it i can just imagine like someone walking into a room and them having a little you know avatar oh, dude
3: that would be the first time we're seeing cross platform between vr and ar that's going to be a big step because that has never been done before cool. um yeah that that sounds sounds great actually um something i would also not be surprised of is that we're getting another mixed reality headset i don't know why but nowadays you can't you can't be surprised anymore that there's like another one another one coming out but yeah exciting if happens, times
0: if, if big apple buddy actually deliver my odyssey and then they announce a new odyssey that's a big- <laughs>
3: <laughs> imagine oh that will be such a sour moment it will it yeah, will but
0: are you guys like what, what would you be
3: excited for to see with a new like like a pair of ar glasses is there something that you would you know uh
2: I still want something
3: hybrid between
2: like the current form factor and like the glasses that are really stripped down, like Mm -hmm. something in between, like a chunky Oakley kind of style Mm -hmm. glasses um, with some kind of, you know, full feature colored display, not just I'm a HUD and I'm going to tell you that Starbucks has, you know, extra seats or a deal on today or something like that, but... Um, actually richer visuals. And like, I'd love to have, for instance, a a real life driving uh, racing pair of glasses that augments and can do chevrons on the road or alert you to uh, certain hazards or risks or whatever. Those kinds of things, those applications really make me interested provided they can get down the form factor because right now it's too bulky there's no way i bloody wear a power lens in public and i generally don't give it
3: well i, I don't think that, that, that the second one is going to be for public uh, either so well you could then you look like a uh, brown wearing that one like thing on his head I though that. i gotta say that's a fancy you know item to wear um someone else says and this is just uh, you know uh, i don't know a rumor or some kind of guess um rip fake says maybe a standalone mobile windows MR headset running some kind of windows 10 version
0: that would be really interesting that would be really
3: because we like these mixed reality headsets. let's say the the samsung odyssey or the acer one or the hp one is going to be a standalone so the cable is also gone and i I don't know i don't know sounds good
0: like HoloLens does, that would be super
2: interesting for sure. What about some integration with like, you know, your home cinema or your your film
3: library or something? Oh, if they do that, then, as I said before, this clash between standalone headsets is going to be interesting. Imagine like having the Vive Cosmos there with its hybrid version. And then we have the Oculus Quest, but then we also have the Samsung Odyssey standalone. <laughs> oh, my days. Imagine, yeah. just imagine that for a moment.
0: It's going to continue to be crazy. The next five. I, I, is- so. I hope so. I can't wait. I'm so excited for it, and I'm going to be watching it live tomorrow. So you know, I'm, no doubt, I'll be taking notes, and then we'll give you all the juicy details if you yeah. miss it next next week's show. Yeah. Um, super excited for this! Like wide field, field of view yeah. is my the main thing i want um yeah. but everything else would just be a bonus for me so if they can nail at least like 80 degrees uh, then i'll be happy oh that would be so neat and the price i
3: like, i don't know about the price I, I think the the first hololens was 6k right oh, was but you cool. had to sign up as a as a business to get one i'm not sure correct me if i'm wrong but as far as i know it was like around six thousand. but it depended on what like version you bought because you could buy one with a license or something mm-hmm. i don't know maybe someone in the chat knows i'm not like an expert on, on the ar side i bought this one from from a developer later down the road because you know i can't buy a hololens uh if i'm not a developer hopefully mm-hmm. the new one is going to be more accessible to everyone mm-hmm. um i think they would score some points with that um because uh, the magic leap as well there you can't get it if you're not a dev. No, exactly. So it's it's kind of, and I'm sure that most consumers are not gonna, you know, pay like six k for uh, something that is not even, uh, you know, a Interesting consumer product. Yeah. That question. So it said the
2: this is uh, Wikipedia saying the pre-production version of Hololens, the development edition, shipped on March 30th, 2016. Can't believe that's almost three years ago.
3: Uh, yeah. yeah. crazy.
2: U.S. and Canada for a list price of three thousand U.S. dollars. But oh. there is also a commercial suite similar to a Pro Edition of Windows with enterprise features such as BitLocker security. Um, and the suite sells for $5,000. Yeah. Oh, so there
3: you go. yeah, Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. So this is going to be an interesting <laughs> day tomorrow. Uh, yes. So let's what you think, prediction wise, in the comments. And let's know yeah, let if us you have know. any questions for us uh, why, while I go over the sort of show times again. So, just a reminder it's a, a weekly VR, AR, and MR talk show live-streamed every Saturday on YouTube, Facebook, and on Twitch. Tune into the show at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK, and 12 midday in Central US. Or listen to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Mm. or Anchor. Also,
3: give a thumbs up on this video. Let us know you care. If you enjoy our
0: show, then, you know, hit it. To sort of throw it in the face of the two people that downvoted this video before it even gone live. (laughs) The haters. So help us out. We'd appreciate yeah. it.
3: Please, yeah, bring it bring it up for us. But yeah, uh, so we again, put, uh, we
2: on Twitch at the moment.
3: Okay. Um we do appreciate uh, everyone, you know, always tuning in every week, you know, waiting yeah. eagerly to catch up with the next show. Really enjoying uh doing this, so. It's mm-hmm. great.
2: John Overhold said um think we'll be getting some Qualcomm headset OEM partnership announcements. <laughs>
0: could be possible, you know, Qualcomm have announced new chipsets just recently, you know, so uh, and they, they even in their their trailer for those new chipsets, they kind of teased, uh, you know, XR industry uh, adopting these new chipsets. So if, if that comes tomorrow, then, yeah, it's going to be super interesting indeed. Sweet. Exciting times. Exciting times.
2: Well, it's uh, certainly been a good show, gentlemen, despite we're uh, down half a man. <laughs> rowdy
3: had to yes it was wedding for yes wondering- rowdy rowdy is doing the dirty dancing right now
2: i wonder how many tequilas he's got inside him already i i still love that so he's gone to a wedding but uh, apparently they didn't
3: uh yeah. give him any food we we can always call the hotline uh with papa voodoo so you know
0: exactly exactly so unless we've got any questions uh should we wrap this one up then um yeah. i hope you uh, enjoyed the show uh, we'll be back, of course, next week at the usual time. So until then, have a great week in VR. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next week with all the juicy details from Mobile World Congress, which is on tomorrow. So until then, bye bye for now. Bye bye.
1: now dudes.